KLT mentions podcast. Listen to Neil and Pip. We talk learning technology. Hello, listeners. Today we have a very special guest. We have the pleasure of introducing Rosie Hare to you. Rosie is the Learning Resources Development Manager at the Northern School of Art. It's interesting because Neil started his career as a librarian and then subsequently moved into learning technology. Can you tell us about your role and how you arrived into learning technology? Yes. Hi, everyone. Uh, happy to be here. Very excited. I suppose I actually I started off working in libraries, then I went into learning technology and then I've kind of come back again. Although my role that I'm doing now does have dual responsibility for um, managing the library and library staff and kind of having strategic oversight of the library, but then also learning technology as well. But because we are such a small place, that's like three people that I line manage basically, because <laughs> we are just quite small. Yeah, I've had a mix of roles in, started off in public libraries when I was 19 as a library assistant. Then I decided to go to uni when I was 21. I stuck around in the Teesside area, went to Teesside Uni to do a history degree. But I also, shortly after I started, got a job in the library there at the uni. So I was working like a couple of evenings a week and then would do like a lot of overtime in the summer. And then I graduated, I went down to London for a little while. So I went to a place called the London Library for a graduate trainee job, which was such an exciting place to work because it's a private, it's like a member's library, a literary society, I suppose you would call it. People have to pay to be a member and the was loads of celebrities that were always in there you know people like Andrew Marr, Jeremy Paxman, loads of kind of famous writers and things like that so that was a really cool place to work and then after that I went to King's College London so like back into the HE sector did that for about a year or so and then that's when I moved back up north I got a job at Middlesbrough College which is a big FE college in Middlesbrough and that was my kind of first learning technology job so the job title was digital facilitator so I was facilitating some digital stuff (laughs) but yeah that was quite exciting because I got to I was like they were doing a pilot at the time it was it was when this Feltag report had just come out probably anyone working in FE will know about that where it was kind of like 10% of all courses need to be delivered through online learning so at the time this was like 2013 2014 that I worked there and they were wanting to basically do this pilot in terms of creating modules that would promote independent learning through the VLE they had Blackboard at the time so it was kind of like teaching working with the, the teachers the academic staff to like create resources put stuff in their blackboard sites and taught them with that so I learned loads from that role actually because I had not worked in learning technology before and at the time I was actually doing my library qualification through distance learning so I was doing a postgraduate qualification and that was my only experience of, of online learning of actually being a student and seeing it from that side but it did really help me know what was online learning what didn't really work and being able to help people in that sense giving you like my whole career history now and then following that I went to uh, York I moved to York for a year or so I got a job at University of York as an e-learning support officer and that was basically working in their e-learning team answering a lot of support queries writing kind of training materials and things like that and doing a lot of training on the VLE aspects around digital learning but I got to do some really cool stuff actually with my colleagues in that team and there was a guy called Matt Cornock who I worked really closely with and me and him put together their York Technology Enhanced Learning Handbook which is still on their their team's blog 
to this day like it's it's been edited and updated since then that was really exciting putting that together like being able to kind of create resources for that and, and Matt kind of really taught me a lot through that as well it was really really good and then after that so I was there just under two years and then I went to York St John University to work in their what they call their tell team so I did that for just over a year again about 14 months something like that that's how I ended up where I am now I saw the job advertised um, in the summer of 2017 and then I thought yep yeah, that sounds really good it's kind of the library stuff and the learning technology stuff and I knew a couple of people that worked at the at the college actually at the, the Northern School of Art so I knew it was like a good place to work that takes me up to now you've worked in some really interesting places and had some great roles a lot of variation I love the fact that it's hybrid as well between the library and hell and I like the fusion of them both yeah were you always, even when you're working in those learning technology roles, did you ever expect yourself going back to libraries? Were you always think in the back of your mind about libraries? Or? I kind of went through phases, actually. Like, especially when I moved out of a library role and was doing something totally different, I was a bit like, oh, well, I can just do this now. But I don't know about you two, but I've sometimes found that um, the it's quite difficult in learning technology roles to almost, like, define yourself or to... Because people have come from such different backgrounds and into it from such different ways and then loads of very within the roles that I think like it can be hard to have sometimes I think that like professional identity whereas when I'd worked in library it was like really strong that kind of thing and there was that whole like community on Twitter and that kind of thing so I did find that a bit weird at first because I was kind of afraid just just been like I'm going to be a librarian and this is how I'm going to define myself and this is like the career I'm going to have and then I kind of ended up in something different but I also really enjoy it as well I love working in education I love the kind of educational development type of stuff like I, I personally find that the most interesting yeah Yes, I agree with you. Um, I sometimes think that when we talk about what good learning technology is, I feel like we're actually saying, well, what's good learning? Yeah. Yeah. And I think if I did, well, I keep saying if I did go back into libraries, I'm in libraries now, but the kind of like the, the role that kind of most attracts me about like library work is, you know, that those library jobs where there is a lot of teaching involved. That's the kind of thing where I think... Yeah, that, that's the kind of role I'd prefer to stay in. Like, I don't think I'd be made for, like, being a cataloger or anything like that and just doing that sort of stuff. But that's just me. <laughs> yeah, well, no. I, know, I know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ah, we, we all said, I know what you mean at the same time. So yes. there's a kind of co- chorus of opinion there. <laughs> the Northern School of Art sounds fantastic to me. It's really dynamic, unique curriculum area. It's exciting. Can you tell us about that? Because I'm really excited to find out a bit more about the Northern School of Art. Yeah, um, it is. It's such an interesting place to work. And I'd never, all the other places I'd worked in education with, you know, big, either a big FE college or like, you know, generic generalist universities with all different subjects so I found it unusual first like getting my head around the kind of how specific our curriculum is and, and the different areas and I'm to be honest I'm still learning about it all now like I've been there just under two years it'll be two years next month I'm still like learning loads about just the different ways that the students learn and the different like subject areas and I love as well and it's like probably one of my favorite things about about the Northern School about the fact that it's dual sector as well so we've got the FE campus in Middlesbrough that has its own like identity and kind of like feel about it and then there's the HE campus in Hartlepool and even though we're all the same place and, and my role works across both both of them so it's really exciting to be able to like work with people in both sectors but it can sometimes feel a bit overwhelming because you have to know a lot you have to know loads about like how both the sectors work and and all that kind of thing but there's some like amazing people working there some like I work with some great colleagues who just know so much about teaching and learning and kind of like 
and have really done a lot of work on the sort of the types of students that we get and people who might not have traditionally come to university or people who you know they come to us at age 16 to do like a we, we do extended diplomas we use the UAL extended diplomas um, for our like FE 16 to 18 courses and they might come at 16 and just be like oh I'm, I'm never going to go to uni like no that's definitely not for me and you know they might have had nobody in their family who's ever been to uni and then they end up going on to do a degree and not even necessarily to do a degree with us they might end up going to Central St Martins or you know moving out of the area it's not obviously we have the HE and we, and we like to encourage people to go to our HE campus if it's right for them but we don't we don't try and kind of force our FE students to go to Hartlepool if they don't want to um but yeah it's like I really really like working there and it's it's like a a small nice friendly community well it sounds brilliant yeah so like yeah it sounds like um like you said everyone like quite a, a nice community of people and like so this governing body thing like how do how do you get involved in that and like how do you sort of um with it being does it does it give you quite a bit of influence if it's quite a sort of a, a good community of people kind of thing a vacancy came up um not that long after i'd started actually and they just kind of it was for a business support member of staff so they have uh, these three staff governors um where's the four i can't remember now i think there is four in total actually so they have like some some members of he staff member of fe academic staff and then a, biz, a business support staff which is me so yeah, the, the call just went round because the previous person who'd done it for business support had left and they'd left before I got there. They'd like left the institution to work elsewhere. So I just applied. It was kind of like a job, really. I had to kind of apply, put an application in and then have an interview with the chair of governors and the principal. Um, so I did, I did kind of treat it like a job interview, really, in terms of like preparing and thinking about the kind of things they were looking for. But yeah, it's quite, it's very interesting. It's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff to read and it took me a while because I've, I've done it for... It'll be a year in October that I that I started the role, so I, and it's a three year, um, and then there's the opportunity after the first three years to potentially do another three years if you, if you want to, but you don't have to, um, and then it's like a maximum of six years that you can do. But I'd like to kind of stay on it for as long as possible, really. I suppose see how long I'm, I'm sticking around, see if I'm still working there in six years' time. Yeah, I have to do a lot of reading around things like um, Wonky, like the Wonky HE site. I think it's pronounced wonky. I always say. So I read loads and loads of stuff on there about all the kind of policy stuff going on with with higher education, and keep an eye on like stuff going on in FE as well. But it's been really nice to get to know the independent governors as well who sit on the board because there's people from different walks of life. So people obviously work in architecture, um, HR, finance, and the housing sector, um, and we have a couple of academics as well from from other places who also sit sit on the board because one of the one of the big kind of strategic aims of our institution over the next few years is to transfer to the HE sector and to get our own degree awarding powers because at the moment our degrees are awarded by Arts University Bournemouth so we're technically still in the FE sector we can't award our own degrees yet but that's kind of like a a short to medium term aim really to get those degree awarding powers and to to get in the HE sector because I think that would make us a lot stronger as well in terms of like being a small institution and obviously you've got big competitors in the area you've got Teesside Uni Northumbria is not that far away up the road and then you've got kind of the big FE colleges as well Hartlepool FE Middlesbrough Stockton Riverside so it's kind of like we're this tiny little place in the middle just being our little unique selves delivering our art and design stuff and it 
it can sometimes feel a bit like we're in this massive, you know, we're the tiny fish in the much bigger pond. The appeal of it, though, it's the fact that you are so unique and delivering such a niche sort of... Yeah, I think it is. And, and especially like when a lot of schools now you hear of like, you know, the arts stuff is getting cut. At our HE campus, we started an acting degree last year. It was the first year last year and then it's the second year of it this year. You know, there's not a lot of stuff like that at degree level in, in the Teesside area. So it's really good to have that have that provision and we kind of want to focus a little bit more certainly at HE on aligning ourselves with kind of like the screen-based industries so film tv um, acting obviously and then they're like other sort of industries that would surround that like costume production design you know like designing sets and all of that visual effects and model making so it's quite there's a lot of opportunity for all of the courses to kind of work together on stuff and collaborate and be working on projects that you know, just like what it would be like when they go into industry, when they graduate. So it's so interesting. And I think like, I mean, I didn't, I didn't do art at school. I didn't do art GCSE. I did it. I ended up doing history at degree level. But I know that like over the years, the, the old name for our place, which you'll probably might remember, Neil, is um, Cleveland College of Art and Design. And it would get abbreviated to CCAD. And, ev- you know, everyone was like, oh, CCAD, you know, it's always had that kind of identity, I think, in the region. Yeah, no. Uh... Yeah, no, it's quite interesting because, uh, I mean, I, you don't really, I don't know, like you don't really sort of um, necessarily hear about it. I mean, I, you know, because you just, when I was growing up, it's just like in whatever's in your local area. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. But, but that was like Millsborough seemed like 100 miles away. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds weird, but uh, yeah, it just seemed like it. it uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's sort of like, I suppose education now is more, you know, it's more valued if you like, it's more kind of to get that sort of uh, accreditation or whatever. So yeah, it's kind of a, a good thing that you kind of, you've got that market there. You can, you can serve if you like uh, in that, in that position. Is it, I mean, is it mainly local people that go then or do you get people traveling or international students as well? Or I think um, at FE level, it is obviously people from the Tees Valley. Um, and, but from as far away as places like, Broughton and even I'm sure there was even people coming from sort of like North Allerton way as well and that's people who were sort of 16 17 and so we have buses that'll that'll pick people up and like the kind of like really cheap you know subsidized buses um HE it's kind of it is a, a real mix actually I think over the last sort of few years we get people from from all over and there has been people um we could only accept students from the EU so we can't have students or like from Europe we can't because um, there's been a few Norwegian students, I think, and I think there was someone from Latvia this year who started. Um, but we can't have international students like from from outside of the the EU or like, the European area. And then yeah, just a mix of people from from kind of like the wider northeast, so you know Newcastle and Sunderland and all of that. And then yeah, further afield. Um, we only have in total there'll there'll be about five hundred and just over five hundred students at our HE campus doing degrees. So we are considerably small even compared to you know I thought going from York Uni to York St John was like it was like you know going from a really big place to sort of like a sixth form college and then going from York St John to here I was like whoa it is actually tiny. So do you like do you sort of like know everyone and stuff then are you like proper like you can just sort of see people and you kind of recognize everyone or is it like at that stage with this with the staff and stuff or? Definitely with the staff. Uh, I mean, my role, and I, I've got to know some of the students now, but I don't, because my role isn't like a front-facing role in the library or in sort of like learning technology-wise, I don't get to know loads of the students. Um, 
but yeah certainly with staff like everyone kind of gets to know everyone really which is quite good um because i noticed like especially at york uni which is quite big you might have like a few sort of core people that you'll work with regularly and you might kind of be helping people out with different things but then there'd be there'd probably be other members of staff who you never you never saw them or you might have an email from them because they'd send like an email query but then that'd be like the one time you ever heard from them um so i do like that i do, I do really like that about northern school about that i've kind of got to know everyone it's quite a kind of informal friendly culture but it's still got that professionalism as well and kind of yeah i think it's, it's a good good mix yeah, I suppose that's the advantage of always working in libraries because you, you just know everyone, don't you? Because, like, you know, either people pop in, at, like, most people, what you know, use the library at some point um, in terms of staff. So it is good to be in that central position, if you like. So, yeah. Cool. All right. So I think Pip's got some some questions now. So I'm going to pass you over to Pip. I had a question about what you find the most enjoyable and the most challenging. And I think you mentioned a little bit about working between the FE and HE sectors um, and also, um, you know, feeling like a a small fish in a big pond. But I just wondered what other aspects of your role, um, given that it's a hybrid role, do you find most enjoyable and challenging? And I also want to stick another one on the end. People, this is what your favourite learning technology tools are and why, because I'm always intrigued about what people like to use and why. So how about that? Okay. Um, so the most enjoyable parts of my role, I think it has been certainly going from more traditional, could you say traditional, like a traditional learning technology roles, where I was quite kind of focused on specific things to then having to like go back into libraries and learn a lot about academic libraries and kind of relearn a lot of stuff because I've been out of out of academic libraries for about four years I think by that point um so like the learning no, has nothing been changes nothing changes. I know. <laughs> some stuff has I think so, like the learning and and I think as well like reconnecting with a lot of because when I worked down in London I just went to so many kind of events and things I suppose with London there's more stuff going on but being like a graduate trainee as well and I'd kind of got advice from when when I left work in Teesside a couple of my colleagues there had been like go on Twitter and try and just like go to stuff so being able to like reconnect with a lot of the library people who I'd not really been in touch with a lot over the last few years because I'd been mostly focused on the learning technology stuff and kind of tweeting about that and getting in touch with the community about that so it was really nice to like reconnect with some library people who I hadn't maybe spoke to for a few years and I've got people who I've got kind of like regular people who I'm in contact with a lot just through like messenger and whatsapp and things like that just to ask them things and have those like conversations and be like how do you do this at your place just to get like little bits of advice which I find really good and I think as well being in a small place what I love about my role is that I get to see a lot about how the whole institution works and work with like so I work really closely with our learning and teaching development manager whose focus is on like you know working with academic staff at HE and doing like the kind of peer mentoring stuff and and that side of things so obviously she's so knowledgeable about education and teaching and, and that kind of thing and then working quite closely with our quality manager so learning more about that quality side of things and the sort of regulations and office for students and my boss is a vice principal as well so when I first started I remember thinking this is going to be strange having a manager that isn't in the same profession like I'd never had that before so that was really it's been really really good like I've learned a lot of him like so much and he was previously before he came became a vice principal he was our head of FE so he knows absolutely loads about the FE sector and that's been really good because most of my experience has been in higher education so even though I had spent just over a year working at Middlesbrough College 
I kind of that was my only experience of FE so he's been a good person to have in terms of like I bring a lot of HE knowledge and a lot of HE kind of experience and contacts and I know people that I can ask about stuff whereas he's got like the FE stuff which is really good and what was the other question was about my favorite tool wasn't it yeah or like if you if you if you you know really yes or no Let's put the because uh, we had a we interviewed um, Tom Farrelly last week and um, he was talking about putting the L back in VLE and that, that really stuck out as something exciting to borrow for interviews. Um, uh, <laughs> putting the L back in VLE. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what was that thing that um, I said at the beginning? Oh, can't get the tech, can you? <laughs> yeah, that was it. That was it. That was it. That was good. That was a good strap line. But yeah, I just like, I mean, because I really like um, online mind mapping. I've never been able to stop liking multimodal stuff. So I just wondered if you had any tools, learning tech tools, or uh, that you really preferred, or something visual perhaps that would work well in an arts and design learning context, or something that you, you like that you want to share? So I don't know actually. I'd, like, I don't want to be like VLEs, yes or no. I'm quite a fan of grey areas and <laughs> just like, ah. Pros and cons, um, and just like, yeah. I'm a fan of any kind of tool or stuff where you can collaborate with other people, basically, and, and like, you know, work on something more than one person together. Um, and to be honest, with especially at our place, obviously a lot of people aren't that fair with technology or they don't, they might not use a lot of online stuff. Um, I think it depends on the on the subject area, obviously. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think I'm just a fan of like tools that allow you to collaborate easily with people, and that you can use all the multiple devices as well. So um, our new learning technologist, um, who I mentioned, who's, who's in her fourth week of the job, we're kind of doing a little bit of playing around at the minute with Microsoft Teams and seeing what might come of that. Because I know there's a lot of chat about Teams at the moment and you hear you know some places are kind of like oh it's going to replace the VLE and all this kind of thing so we're going to spend this year doing a bit of experimenting with that and seeing what can what we can do with it and what we can maybe encourage other people to use and maybe get a couple of little like pilot things off the ground um but yeah I think I'm just a massive fan of like quite simple things just simple things that I can use that I can use across devices as well even just things like OneDrive and Google Drive and just being able to share stuff and access it from any device, no matter what. I think that's an amazing answer. Um, simple things done well, accessible things. I totally agree with you. And I, I know what you mean about there's um, a huge buzz at the minute about Teams and the extent to which it will be um, understood as something else. Um, I heard that there was an interesting thing um, that they said at Microsoft in London where they said uh, Teams could be used as a DLE as opposed to a VLE and where D just stands for digital and I was thinking well what's the the difference between a VLE and a DLE but I have to say I, I totally agree with you about using things across devices um, mm. and being able to access stuff on and off campus when it, whenever you need totally agree right Neil I think you have a conference question yeah, I was going to ask you about the R conference. <laughs> uh, Sorry, the what? <laughs> that's the A R G for the unit. No, 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 no. Say it again. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the academic research libraries conference 
what is it again? It's just done for. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, academic Sorry. and research libraries group. Oh, that was it. Yeah. But yeah, Sorry. ARLJ is academic and research libraries group, which is a it's a special interest group of um, SILIP, like the Library Association. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I thought it was quite interesting because it was it was in that new campus uh, in Darlington. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I was going to enter Teesside uh, slang mode then, uh, but I resisted. Darlow. Darlow. <laughs> uh, oh, let's do it. How do you teach me how to say Darlow properly? Darlow. No, Darlo. no, no, no. Darlow. 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 <laughs> See. Have I yeah. done it right? Can you, can you give me some feedback? <laughs> <laughs> it's more of it's like so the O sound. I feel like the T side O is very like oh. <laughs> yeah. oh. It sounds like we're it sounds like Halloween's coming. Or, yeah. ooh. Sorry, yeah. I've usurped your question. Should we go back to the conference? Yeah. Uh yeah, so the ARLG conference, um, that looked quite interesting because it was in Darlington. Uh and it was that new campus, that new building. <laughs> Which is quite new, isn't it? I think. Yeah, it actually looks dead new, but it opened in like 2010. Or Did it? All oh, right. Okay. So it's actually Sorry. like pretty much a decade old, but yeah, it is lovely inside. Actually, it's really nice. Alt mentions podcast. Listen to Neil and Pip. We talk learning technology. The Alt mentions podcast.